Welcome to the Lying Truth Podcast. You can find us on the web at thelyingtruthpodcast.com or on social at lyingtruthpod on Instagram or Twitter. If you like what you hear and you would like to support our show, click on the link in our show notes at Buy Me a Coffee. You can make a one-time donation or become a member. Welcome back into the Lion Truth Podcast. This is episode 16. Thank you for joining us. I am one of your hosts, David, and I really I've got nothing to say. And I'm Colin. I just, that made me laugh the way you said that. <laughs> like we're about to record a podcast and I've got nothing to say. <laughs> hey, honesty. Just trying to be honest. Hey there, Brian Bell with you here. It's getting warm and sunny SoCal. Mm, sunny SoCal. But you're not sweating like uh, just ruining all your shirts with all the sweat that's coming off of you just <laughs> standing outside. Not, yeah, thankfully the humidity is not as bad. It's rough here in Middle Tennessee. Yes, it is. And I know people say, oh, it's hot here, it's hot there. Yeah, it's hot. But do you walk outside and sweat? Just standing walk out, there. Yeah, walk outside immediately just get soaked. I, I know I've, I'm sure I've said this before, but. Um, I went to visit a friend in Arizona once, and I was wearing a sweatshirt in 80-degree weather. Mm. They always talk about that dry heat. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You know, one thing, too, is crazy about here in California that I didn't really think about. But even here in June, it, like, it could be 95. I think it was 95 today. But still, at nighttime, if you're going outside to a restaurant or something you're gonna be eating outside you're gonna need a jacket like it it still gets cool at night and that's one thing my daughter brought to my attention recently she was like you know in tennessee it's still warm at night but here it's like you need a jacket to go outside at night it's kind of i guess because we're so close to the ocean i guess the the cool air comes in at nighttime it's nothing like i take the dogs out at 10 o'clock at night and still be sweating standing out there (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait a minute, I'm just standing there watching the dogs. (laughs) And I'm sweating. Also here, the sun seems to be hotter. (laughs) Like, even in the winter, if you're in the sun, it's not that bad. I don't know. It just just seems different to me. I don't remember it being that much of a difference between shade and sun back in Michigan. Of course, maybe it was just because there was never any sun. So it's cloudy, but... Mm -hmm. It's true. It had the gray. Yes, the gray. Yeah. When I went to Ethiopia, uh, one of the trips to Ethiopia, we were staying in this place, and um, one of the, the guards, his, um, his name is Tashurman. It was about, I don't know, 65 or so. And it was in the evening. It was about 65, and I'm, I'm wearing a T-shirt. You know, I've got some I've got some jeans on. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm like, man, this feels great. This is awesome. Tashurman's over there in this parka, teeth chattering. <laughs> like, Tashurman, you okay? It's cold. <laughs> feels great to me man <laughs> he's looking at us like why are they not wearing a jacket <laughs> I'm like man this is great it's like perfect weather oh it is it is hey guys you guys, you guys want to do a Tennessee woman story yeah sure alright here we go Tennessee woman accidentally buys a loaded handgun at a church rummage sale oh my gosh I have lots of questions for this story <laughs> It's in Greenville, Tennessee. A Tennessee woman shopping at a church rummage sale accidentally bought a loaded Glock 23, believing it was an airsoft gun. Mm. The woman, 
who was not named, alerted the Greenville police about the purchase on Sunday. She said that she had gone to a rummage sale on May 7th at a church where a gun was taken out of a bag of clothing and put on the table for sale. She told the police that she wanted to buy the holster for the 40 cal. She wanted to buy the holster that the 40 cal handgun was in and thought the weapon was an airsoft gun. When she got home, she said she realized it was a Glock 23. There was a full magazine and one in the chamber. Wow. The woman told police that she called the youth pastor, which is who I would call. I'd call the youth pastor. <laughs> That's the first call I'm making. Yo, man, which one of your kids put this in there? Does it go? <laughs> Come on. Get a hold of your youth group. Another woman came forward claiming the gun belonged to her husband, but when she couldn't provide a proper description of the marking on the side of the weapon, it was turned over to police. Police looked up a serial number, which that's what you would do, <laughs> found that it was reported stolen on May 8th oh, wow. by the Green County Sheriff's Office. The report said the firearm and the 11 rounds, the magazine, and the holster were seized by police. No arrests have been made in this case. Wow, that's insane. I want to know how much she paid for it. <laughs> I know. And why she opened her mouth. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You gotta go. What? Hold on. How much is. <laughs> hmm. All right. What's the questions? Well, some of them were answered in the story. Okay. I was just reading the headline. But mainly, why is, the, why is there a gun being sold in a church rummage sale? <laughs> and number two, why is it loaded? Well, it seems to be stolen. Somebody was at the rummage sale and maybe just stuck it in there. <laughs> I gotta get rid of that. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How about that? So, what's the craziest thing you've ever accidentally purchased? Anything like that? No. I've never <laughs> accidentally purchased a gun. No. <laughs> Not that I can think of. Now, if you're, I, I hear of people who buy things, you know, and that maybe they didn't open. And then when they get home, they open it and it's got something else in it or something yeah. more in it that, that they thought of. But I will say we were having a yard sale one time. I won't say who this who did this, but a family member brought over some stuff to add to our yard sale. And one of the things she brought was some used panties. Oh. And we were like, nobody is going to buy your used panties. <laughs> we're like, there's a market on the what, internet what, for that. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? <laughs> Many years ago when we were raising funds for an adoption, mm-hmm. We had, I don't know, I lost count how many yard sales we had. Yeah. But people would donate stuff and they would just come by the house and leave it out in my driveway. Yeah. So we would put it out there. Hey, we're having a yard sale. It's for adoption. We need to, uh, we need to, uh, we need to raise, we need to raise money. And if you have anything to donate, please let us know. And of course our friends would say, Hey, yeah, I've got this. I've got that. I've got this. And I would, it's not, it would be nothing for me to come home with my garage door blocked. Mm. People leaving stuff for a solid year. My two car garage was full of stuff that people left, which we were very thankful for. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we, without those yard sales, man, we wouldn't have raised the money. So, yeah. Um, but since then, and this has been a long time ago, I've not had a yard sale since. <laughs> oh, I refuse to do oh, another man. yard sale. <laughs> we not need doing to. it. Yeah. I've, I've just said, look, we'll just get a dumpster. We're going to back it up here. I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> I'm Man, not doing when, another yard sale. When we sold our house in Tennessee, I mean, we had been there 16 years in that house. And, we, you know, we you collect so much stuff over the years. And uh, 
we had we had multi day yard sale. We ended up hauling off like trailer loads of stuff. It was crazy. I'm not against going to yard sales. I'll go to them because you never know what you might find. Yeah, yeah. You might find always... some used underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always like going to them, but I don't. You know, the good times to go. I'm always at work. What's the best time to go? First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, first day. Yeah. So usually a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah. But I can't make those. Been to some of those uh, estate sales. Those yeah. are just weird. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she just went to an estate sale and she was telling me about that. She came home with all this stuff. I'm like, literally half our attic right now is her stuff. And at least half of everything in the garage is her stuff because she's moved out and moved back in. I'm like, why are you bringing more stuff? Like, you don't need anything else. We don't need anything else in this house. I'm like, why are you going out and shopping? Because she can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, folks out there, if you've been to a yard sale, tell us the funniest thing or the weirdest thing you have ever found at a yard sale or <laughs> that you have ever had in a yard sale. <laughs> and for those of you who have never been to a yard sale, you're missing out. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, Shelby, she said it's like a treasure hunt to her. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's exactly what it is. You never know what kind of interesting stuff. You know, I'll tell you guys one thing. When I was a kid growing up, I liked Kiss. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked the rock band Kiss. And I had multiple albums of Kiss, some really nice albums of Kiss. And, you know, as you get older, your, your parents put stuff away and, you know, maybe you leave the house and, you forget to take stuff with you or you don't take it with you or you forget you, for, you forget that you had it. Never forgot those Kiss albums. Didn't know where they went. I found out later that my mother sold them in a yard sale. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. a bummer. <laughs> so, that is a bummer. And now vinyl's back in style. You know, yeah. I, could be, I could be rocking the original ones I had. Yeah. Man, that sucks. We, we went to a graduation ceremony this weekend and uh, this lady... She was grandparent of the graduate, high school graduate. And she came up, she was talking to us and her husband has like had a, had a stroke and he can't talk anymore. And he's in a, like a nursing home and he doesn't know this, but she was telling us she's been selling all of this stuff. Like she, she said he had a storage unit. She sold his car. She sold, he had a knife collection, a sword collection, comic book collection. He had a mint condition Playboy collection, and she's just like selling everything, and he has no idea. But does she give any sort of indication why she's doing it? Is it well to pay for his bills, or is it she just doesn't think he's ever going to come out of the nursing home, and um, she's looking to sell the house even, and 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 just kind of like she's kind of moving on. But I was like, man, that it's crazy. Wow. That is that is kind of that is yeah, okay. I mean I he's still say. <laughs> he's still alert, like she said, you know, he can't I guess he can't speak, but he can hear and respond and, and things like that. She goes to visit him and stuff, but yeah, you know, he's he's laid up and she's selling all this stuff. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna be I, any use to him, I guess. I mean it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. She she's just like She's not going to tell him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not going to get to enjoy it. 
Yeah, anymore, apparently. That's so. true. Unless he has a miraculous recovery. Yeah. And yeah. goes home and goes. And can talk Where's again. Where's my playboys? You <laughs> <laughs> can talk again and be like, what? Uh, yeah, could you imagine if that happened? If he got some kind of miraculous recovery, makes it out, comes mm-hmm. back home, everything's gone. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to be in that house. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to talk and say a few words he's never said before. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! So, are you guys um, hoarders, or do you know any hoarders? I believe, I believe uh, my daughter might be on the edge of that. Uh, <laughs> my teenage daughter, mine too. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for her to get rid of something. You know, my wife is very sentimental. Mm. Yeah, so she I'm- keeps stuff and attaches unnecessary emotional value to it. Uh-huh. As an example, she had this couch that she bought before before I knew her. Uh, when we met, it was an old couch. When we moved here to Tennessee, we had to cut open the bottom and repair it, add metal brackets to try to hold this thing together. <laughs> and it's been in an extra room and we haven't used it all that much. And and we've started using this room a lot more. And it was finally time to replace this couch. She got teary-eyed when she watched the uh, garbage man break it up and throw it in the uh, like, It's man. a broken-down couch. <laughs> we have a fantastic brand-new one. That All the just memories. what we wanted. <laughs> it was stained. It had to have a cover on it. Oh, it was uh, so time for that thing to go. And people go to, you know, I both broke ends one of the, the armrests tying a shoe one day. I sat on the armrest to tie a shoe and snapped it. So one of the armrests was a big <laughs> U and no support in it at all. It was a very comfortable couch, very well worn. <laughs> but it was. It was time. I, 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 was, I was like, she's like, yeah, they broke it before they put. I was like, so what? <laughs> we threw it out. <laughs> oh my goodness! I would have cut it into pieces when we were trying to get it out of the house. If I had something to cut it in pieces with, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do keep a lot of stuff that I shouldn't. Well, I do too. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sentimental myself, but I'm know. just a victim of. I might need this someday. Oh, definitely. <laughs> And I've gone the other way, too. I've gone, like, when we were getting rid of everything in Tennessee, I can't tell you how many things we got rid of in Tennessee that we got here in California. We're like, man, I, I wish I still had that. I need that right now. Yep. So it's like every time I try to not hold on to stuff, it comes back to bite me a lot of times. I did a lot of that when I moved from Michigan. I Like, stuff like shovels and rakes. Uh-huh. I was like... No, these take up too much room. I'll just buy new ones. Yeah. Then I get here and I'm like, crap, I got to buy another rake. Yeah. I had a perfectly good one. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, I went through it. I had this shoebox of, of cables. I had cables so old, they're obsolete twice over. Oh, my God. I do have a ton of cables. <laughs> but I went, you know, I go through them and I start looking. And I had like... The uh, the mini USB, which I mm-hmm. haven't even seen that. That was, you know, three iterations of USB before, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because it was the mini, then the micro, now the USB-C. Mm-hmm. And almost everything is USB-C now. Mm-hmm. Everything new. Yeah. Or it's the micro. I haven't seen a mini cable, and I had like three or four of them. Mm-hmm. I had a a whole bunch of uh, Ethernet cables. I don't remember the last time I've actually used an Ethernet cable. Everything, everything's wireless now. Yeah. I had my neighbor out there in Tennessee tell me, he, he told me I wasn't going to be able to use my gas-powered lawn tools out here, like my weed eater, my blower, and all that stuff. He was like, you might as well, you might as well get rid of all that. You can't use it in California. But Did he want one? He just wanted to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. No, I kept them, thankfully, because it's not a problem to use them here. <laughs> he he was hoping you'd say, yeah, I probably should. And he said, well, I'll buy them for you. <laughs> take those off your hands. <laughs> yeah. I I did not grow up in a uh, family of hoarders. My mother and my father, neither one, are, are hoarders at all. They don't they don't really keep a whole lot of things. Um, you know, it serves its purpose and it moves on. Now, you know, if it's something that's if it's something that's truly sentimental, you know, my mother may keep it in a, a chest or in something. You know, that's so. My mother never did. She she just was not a hoarder at all. And thankfully, I married a woman who is. She's not either. It mm-hmm. takes it takes a tremendous amount of sentimental value for her to hold on to something. And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I haven't touched that thing in 15 years. Why do I need that? Why, why do we even still have that? <laughs> and, but for me, it's like, I just, I just don't hold on to stuff either. It just takes up space. You guys have seen the Minimalist documentary? I don't know if I've seen the documentary, but I have seen... Is this the guy that travels around in his van? And well, there was two guys uh, in the documentary that I'm talking about. There was two guys that kind of did it together. I guess they wrote a book, or I don't know. I guess they wrote a book on it, and they like kind of traveled all over the country speaking about it. And uh, they did a documentary on that. It was pretty cool. Like, and it does make you like it. It did make me want to get rid of a lot of stuff and just you know live more simply. Well, that was, uh, what was her name? Marie Kondo inspired. A whole bunch of people to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Is she, the, is she the one that talks about? Is it Spark Joy? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I heard. I heard about. I heard about her recently. She had a she had a show on Netflix for a minute. Yeah, I watched the uh, James Altucher. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah, I saw a documentary on him, and he he kind of got to where he just wanted to get rid of everything. So everything that was in his New York apartment. He just he he called some somebody and just said, get rid of everything in my apartment. And without even going back and looking at it, like his degrees, like everything he had, he just completely got rid of it. He started living out of Airbnbs so he wouldn't have to own anything. And I don't know if it's still current. Last I heard, he was he was only keeping 15 things. So if he if he bought something new, he would have to get get rid of something. And so he was keeping it down to 15 items total. That's a little extreme. I. I want to say that name sounds super familiar. <laughs> uh, is he so the he, guy that wrote that article on uh, New York is Dead? Yes. Okay. That's him. I, I knew I knew that name. Yeah. I just came across him recently. Uh, I saw a documentary on him on, I don't know, Hulu or Netflix or something. And and because uh, he wrote a book called Choose Yourself. And, uh, and but I saw the, docu- the documentary, I guess, is based on his book. But. It's kind. Of, it's really like it's like a little maybe like a six six part series they did documentary on him and his story. Yeah, it was his story. And so we talked about the book on there, but yeah, that's where I saw that. 
And I just knew I recognized the name. A lot of people were unhappy with that article. <laughs> He's a pretty interesting guy. And it turns out he was completely wrong. So I don't think you have to be right or wrong in a lot of things anymore. <laughs> just put it out there. Yeah. People do that every day. Yeah, he was we talking. Right now. He was uh he he was being interviewed somewhere and they asked him about if something was a mistake and he's like, Well, I'm on your show talking about it right now. <laughs> so <laughs> but was it really a mistake? <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> who is it said uh, uh there's no bad publicity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just publicity. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like in my in my house I always I always forget if somebody's in the shower, can't run any water. <laughs> and I I always forget. Yeah. You know, this house that we're in right now is, I think, the first house we've ever lived in where it hasn't been an issue. And I don't know why, but it doesn't seem to affect us here. I think it's just uh, the way the plumbing is. The older houses, just, you know, just with the way it saps the pressure from one area to another. And that's why you get that. Hmm. So, Colin, you're er early riser, David said, huh? Yeah, my alarm goes off at four o'clock in the morning. Wow, that's pretty early. What? Yes. So what? What time do you try to get in bed? Usually, try to be in bed by about nine thirty. Okay. So you're shooting for like six and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know, my Fitbit tracks. I, I, I wear my Fitbit. It's mm -hmm. you know, it shows that I'm awake forty five minutes to an hour pretty much every night. And so, even if you think you're getting eight hours or whatever, you're an hour yeah. of that you're not, you're not getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I quit looking at mine because. <laughs> Is it hard for you to go to bed at nine thirty? No, mentally it's hard, but yeah. as soon as I lay down, yeah, uh, first commercial break on the TV, I'm out. Usually, <laughs> I, I like if there's a show on, I'll I'll kind of be paying attention and. First commercial break, I roll over and I'm done. My alarm mm. goes off. Well, usually I'll get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, but. Yeah. My wife is a night owl and she always wants to stay up. Plus, she loves falling asleep on the couch. And it's just like, I don't like falling asleep on the couch. So we're, that's the <laughs> battle for me. It's like, I want to go to bed. And she's, and, and a lot of times too, that late at night, it's the only time that we have some one on one time together to hang out or whatever, talk. So that's, that's the challenge. But I've been trying to work on that lately. But yeah, I I just really have to. I gotta be, you know, supposed to be at work at six o'clock. So like four o'clock. My wife always gets on my case that you wouldn't have to get up that early if you didn't play on your phone every morning. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's my wake up. Is that right? It's what it's kinda what I do. <laughs> it's funny because Jaden, my nine year old, he wants to have at least an hour on his phone every morning before school. And if you wake him up and he has less than an hour to have on his phone before school, he is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have about 20 minutes to a half an hour, you know, before I got to go let the dog out and then make my lunch. And it's a routine. Yeah. Make coffee, bring my wife coffee. Nice. Cause she gets up. You know, at about five o'clock when I leave, when I leave the house. Yeah. Even though she doesn't have to, but if she didn't, she wouldn't go to bed 
with me. So, <laughs> so you have to be up an hour before you leave to yeah for your day to go right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't happen, are you behind the whole day? Once, no. Once I get to work, it's it's work mode. It's weird. I can I can feel like crap, but I get to work. I end up getting busy, and I don't realize. And now I I snap out of my my morning and start off right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, what kind of work do you do? I'm an electrician. Okay. Yeah. Like residential, commercial, or both? or um, Commercial and industrial. Right now, commercial. Okay. Yeah, I've got a headache at work. For quite a, quite a while, I've been just working 40 hours, mm-hmm. and it's been glorious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, got, I got suckered into taking on responsibility. <laughs> and uh, I'm reminded why. It's such a headache, and it's better to just work on your tools and not care that your predecessor didn't pull home runs for lights mm-hmm. and finish ceilings. And how are you supposed to get a wire over there now? Yeah. And that probably makes not much sense to people that don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> if you're an electrician, it does. <laughs> yes. You'd understand what I'm talking about. They know exactly, like, yes. <laughs> They know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So when you're working like that, could you can you listen to anything? Sometimes I can have music on, but I definitely can't listen to anything with talking. Mm. I, yeah. I'm I'm thinking too much. Mm. I won't. I've tried, and then I've realized I've listened to two hours of radio <laughs> and don't know a word that they said. I don't know well, anything sure. they've talked about. Sure. Yeah. Well, you, you you probably need to pay attention <laughs> to what you're doing. Probably. Yeah. yeah, so I don't get tinglies in my hand. Tinglies, yeah. <laughs> tinglies for sure. Yeah, I did that today. Oh, you did today? I was going to ask you, how many times has that happened? I'm not in a long time. And never. today was my first real taste of 277. Mm. Uh, it was, my hand hurt for about a half an hour. Mm. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's a good jolt. Yeah, it, it there was definitely some shaking going on in my hand. I wonder why your hand was glowing when you came in. Yeah, <laughs> what's he done? Been writing a lot. <laughs> yep, it was a dumb mistake, but it happens. I get some superpower. Oh, I just gotta, you know, it's it's not always convenient to shut power off. Yeah, <laughs> not always convenient. But. What a pain. <laughs> well, so I've got three orange wires. I'm trying to figure out, I know one of them feeds a light, and the other two feed exit signs. How else are you going to tell other than, well, I could <laughs> try to tone them out. But it's easier to just put power on and go, what lit up? <laughs> power and something else. Okay, what's lit up now? That's the way to do it. <laughs> There's one thing I do not touch is anything electrical. Yeah, I just don't do it. Couple couple reasons. I'm colorblind. That's big. It's a good reason. Not are you color? Are you colorblind or color deficient? Color deficient, I guess you would say. Some things. Uh, I, let's put it this way: I'm an eight crayon in the box kind of guy, and any sort of shade that is not pure, you know, pure cut, then it's 
definitely, uh, I'm out. I'm, you know, I'm color deficient. I don't, I don't really have problems seeing colors. I don't think, but I cannot pass those those colored tests. I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. So the the big ones for me are, are uh, green and red. Yeah. So at Christmas time, I get all mixed up. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, that's so great, green and red." Yeah, which one's which? <laughs> so where my real trouble comes is like these these lights right here. Mm-hmm. On uh, I'm pointing. Yeah, this is great. This is great podcast. I'm pointing to the radio. board. I'm pointing to the board. And these lights right here. But you know, like you have a light on a, an electronic. Yeah. It's, it's either red or green. I can't tell you which color that is. I have no idea. I just know it's on. <laughs> There's the light. Is it it's red or green? Crazy. I don't know. It's so weird to me because I, I don't really feel like I have trouble seeing colors, but but those color tests where you have to do it, like you're talking about the, sh- the different shades or like put these 12, these 12 shades in order, you know, things like that, or, or seeing the numbers in the circles. There's a lot of those I can't see. Mine are like earth tones, but mm-hmm. you know, I, cause I was wanting to fly, but you have to pass those color vision tests and the, and, and the fly, you need to see those little tiny red and green lights. And like, I don't feel like I usually have trouble seeing red and green, but when they're, they're tiny in those tests. Some reason I have trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can if you put red and green on a full sheet of paper right next to each other, I can tell you the difference. Yeah, but if it's in one of those little, little lights that's on a <laughs> electronic, forget it. Hmm. I can't tell you. I really can't. Um, it's it's weird. I figured that out when I was in high school. I went to apply for a part time job at a company, had having no idea that this was a thing for me went in there and they're like, Hey, we, well, we pull wires and we put these wires in these little boxes and, um, we, we hire high schoolers to come in four hours a night and do that. And I was like, Oh, great. It'd be fantastic. You know, but first you got to pass this test. So I'm like, okay. So I take the test and says, oh, we can't hire you. Hmm. Why not? You're colorblind. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> You didn't get any of these, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. And then that's when I went to the uh, the eye doctor and said, hey, you think for colorblindness test? Sure. Check it out. Yeah, you're colorblind. <laughs> well, I know back then they called it colorblindness, but you could say, okay, you have tr- I currently struggle with certain colors. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I can, you know, my son said something the other day. And he, and he he said, okay, think about this. What if um, you see a color and you say that color is green? Mm-hmm. I see that color or I see that same color and I've been taught that it's green. And Colin sees it and he's been taught that it's green. Mm-hmm. We all agree that it's green. But what if we each see it differently? Yeah. I That thought has crossed my mind a lot. Yeah. How would you ever know? You wouldn't. How would you know? Yeah. Unless you look through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, that's true. How do you know? How do you know? So I'm wondering, I was thinking this. Are they doing, has anyone successfully done an eye transplant? See, these are facts that we need a fact checker to look. Yeah. GTS. GTS. <laughs> so if... You could successfully do an eye transplant. 
and see out of someone else's eye, would you see in the color that they see? Mm. Or would it be in your brain for it to be the color that you thought it was? Or if you couldn't see before anyway, and now you can, how would you know the difference? Yeah, we definitely need an expert. <laughs> well, there's no such thing as a whole eye transplant. All right, so there we go. So, so we're only working in hypotheticals here. I'm sure Elon Musk is working on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just messing with the uh, Bitcoin investors. He's just messing. He is, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we'll never know then if you see green completely different than I do. Nope. Even though we all agree that it's green. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I want to know, how do they... I've always heard that they believe that dogs are colorblind. How do they know? Yeah, yeah. how do they know that? I'm sure they've done tests. Well, how do you know? How, do, how could you test a dog? Basically the same way you test a human. <laughs> yeah. Are all dogs colorblind? Have they tested every dog? <laughs> My dogs haven't been tested. No. And they don't really care. <laughs> All yeah. they care about is, you want to give me a treat or what? <laughs> well, so they probably do a, th- a test where they have two identical-looking food bowls, but different colors. And they should have one of them that shocks the dog and see if the dog learns which not to go to. We need to look that up on YouTube. I'm sure. I'm sure. See, we're <clears> just <throat> here to bring things up that we don't know the answers to. We just want to throw them out there and make <laughs> you go, okay, now I've got to look it up. And then get that song, Things That Make You Go, hmm, hmm. stuck in your head. Because exactly. that just popped into my head. And here I am saying I had nothing to say. I've never seen uh, nothing to say. <laughs> right. That's for sure. Occasionally I can be quiet. Occasionally. That's not very often. Brian, tell us about Hawaii and see if you can answer the question. In our last podcast, we asked the question, why does Hawaii have interstates? Interstates. Yes. Is that true? They have four. Uh, Three and two O's something. Interstates. Does it make sense? No. But how was it? Well, it was, uh, it was a long weekend. We did Memorial Day weekend. I think we, we flew on, let's see, we flew out Thursday morning, flew back on Memorial Day. So it was a little bit of a quick trip, but it was very nice, very beautiful. We had perfect weather. Uh, it was probably in the 80s during the day, in the 70s at night, sunshine the full time, the whole time. And uh, I got to do a little bit of surfing there in Waikiki. So that was cool. I, I used a different board before that I'd never used, and I fell in love with it. And so now I'm like in the market for this board that I used over there. And uh, I tried to find a used one. And uh, it was nice. It was beautiful. But, you know, this past weekend we went down to Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach is 30 minutes away and the water was crystal clear. The water in Hawaii was warmer. The water here in California does not seem to get ever warm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was, it was a five and a half hour flight from San Diego. It was a good time. Yeah, San Diego. One of my favorite yeah. places. Yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard that, you know, I don't know. I have some family that live over there. I've heard several stories about the, the natives there don't they don't want white people there. And uh, there's a lot. I guess there's a lot of history there that I don't really know a lot about. But but it it, it was good. Good, very excellent. Have you guys been there? 
I have not. No, I have not been to Hawaii. Yeah. My, my wife mom. wants to go. Uh, my wife wants to go to Hawaii, and I'm honestly, I've I've never actually just desired to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 not one of those things that I wouldn't go. Yeah, I've just never had a strong desire to go. I mean, I you know, I travel. It's not that. I just I've just never had a strong desire pulling. It's me a to long. Hawaii. Yeah, it's a long flight from Tennessee. It is. It's pretty crazy too because when I leave here to go to Nashville, it's four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, over land, and then you think about leaving here and going five and a half hours the opposite direction. The entire time is over water, and mm-hmm. then probably not even halfway to Japan. I mean, that's just so much water; it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I've flown over the Atlantic, you know, a couple of times, and uh, in, over the Gulf, you know, a few times, but never flown over the Pacific. I don't know. And I don't think I'll be going on a cruise anytime soon either. No. So, yeah, I fly, I fly out to uh, Seattle. I used to fly at least once a year out to Seattle. Yeah. Um, I didn't go last year, of course. But so, yeah, I'm used to that flight. What do you do up there? Work. Okay. Go to work. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> Our headquarters is in Seattle. Gotcha. For my, for my business. So, so, yeah, I go there. It's summertime. Time to travel a little bit. I know we were talking like I I would really like to have at least some kind of like extended weekend trip plan once a quarter or something. Just something to always look forward to. Somebody's cooking in my house again. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee it's the 14 year old. <laughs> He's eating again. Which is about every 30 minutes, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Brian. I would like to, I would love to have every quarter be able to get away, do something. You know, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, and we're going to celebrate it on the, the beach in Florida with three boys, three teenage boys. <laughs> we, just, we won't really yeah. do anything. but That sounds like us. Yeah, so it's not something that we're going to be able to go away for and do, yeah. anything, do anything large. So, What city are you going to? We're going to go down to Destin. Cool. Yeah, we like it down there. Yeah. And, uh, Staying at the same place we stayed at last year in the exact same condo. Nice. At. So when you guys, when you guys go to the beach, you know, I know it's probably a little bit different for you now, Brian, out there. Yeah. But for for us, when I go to the beach in Florida, typically go to the Gulf side, love the sand there. I cannot stay in a high rise condo, and and not because of the high rise. I'm not afraid of of heights. I cannot stand to be three rows deep in umbrellas on the beach. Yeah. If I'm sitting in that third row, I am ticked. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. It just makes me mad. What kind of place do you stay in? We stay in, it's a smaller one. It's only three levels. It's okay. a con, it's a, you know, it's still a condo, but it's only three levels. Gotcha. So they have enough room on their beach to go one row. Yeah. I don't mind sitting close to someone. Yeah. I just don't want to be sitting behind someone. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're three rows deep, I'm really like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't come here to sit and look at umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially, you know, I want to be out near the water and in the water. And, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's what I like. So what about you guys? Yeah. What about you, Colin? You guys go to the beach? Sometimes. Um, we're not, I mean, usually if we go to the beach, we're on Florida and it's usually the Atlantic side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've never done the 
We've never done the golf thing. Oh. Hmm. It's just not really our thing. Interesting. That much. Yeah, I've all, we've done the golf. We do. I've, I've been to the Atlantic. Been to Daytona. <clears throat> um, been been down to Tampa. So on that side as well of the golf. But I like I like the Emerald Coast. I like that in Florida. And I did. Um, I was in Costa Rica one time, and I did get to step into the ocean there on the Pacific side. I did get to do that. And it wasn't cold there, Brian. <laughs> uh, far enough south, huh? Yeah, far enough south. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. We Water usually north. end up spending most of our long weekends going up to Michigan. Mm. So you go to the lakes up there? No. No? No, just visiting family and... When you were growing up, did you go to the lakes much? Nope. You you went to the ocean, didn't you? Yes. My dad's from Rhode Island. And at least once a summer, we went to the ocean there, which is which is more similar to the Atlantic side in Florida. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Gulf before, but I like the bigger waves. Mm. I'm just a bum. I'm just a beach bum. <laughs> I just sit out on the beach. I can sit literally all day on the beach. Yeah, and we do that. <laughs> I just can, and if, and if night, I gotta set out on the balcony and listen to the, and listen to the ocean. But I will say, my favorite time, even being the most peaceful time I ever get with God alone, is standing on the beach at night mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah, that's the most peaceful. It's good stuff. Probably the most peaceful ever in my life is at that time. Yeah. So I always have to get away by myself and do that. It's kind of hard sometimes. I want to go. No, you got to stay here. <laughs> We're going to play games. <laughs> you can't go with me. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is probably one of my, probably the best time for me ever. It's just to stand out there on the beach at night alone. Mm-hmm. What, what, what about you guys? Where's your most peaceful? Up in the mountains. Yep, I love Catlin Park. Mm. Yeah, we do too. I was going to say anywhere out. Anywhere out in wilderness, nature, and nature, love doing hikes and yeah. We live in the hills here, and on, on my on my regular walk route, there's like a little Vista Point up there at the top, and I just that's always like my one of my uh, regular peace spots. I can't I can't go I can't go through that area without stopping and just having some some quiet time there. That's the best thing to do. Be able to get alone and. Clear the mechanism. Mm-hmm. I always use that terminology from, from that movie for the love of the game, <laughs> where uh, Kevin Costner is the pitcher, and he's on the mound, and he's, he's close to retirement. It may be a rom com. I don't know. I don't care. It's bad baseball in it. <laughs> and he's he's on the pitcher's mound, and he's close to retirement, and he's standing there, and the crowd's going crazy, and they're calling him names and everything, and he just says, "Clear the mechanism," and it all stops. Here's nothing. Just him, the ball, the catcher, the batter. So I always use that terminology to get away and clear the mechanism mm-hmm. and get good. everything out of my mind. So with that being said, we'll let you guys go and clear the mechanism. Find some alone time. Be alone. Clear the mechanism. Get your thoughts together and just spend some time with just you and the creator. And just be still and know that he is God.
Thank you guys for listening to episode 16 of the Lion Tree Podcast. Again, I'm David. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. Have a great day, night, or evening. You can find us on the web at thelyingtruthpodcast.com or on social at lyingtruthpod on Instagram or Twitter. If you like what you hear and you would like to support our show, click on the link in our show notes at Buy Me a Coffee. You can make a one-time donation or become a member.